Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. All right, baby, I am flying solo tonight. Alice Shattuck is in the sky. I asked her to do the show with me from the sky, and she said no. She thought that would be rude. Come on, Elvie, just do it. But uh, we're going to talk to Doug Palmieri. He's a friend of mine. He is a program director for iHeartRadio. And uh, I just want to talk just a little bit about this, uh, the, the Chris Curtis thing. You know... This Tuesday, they were talking about drinking nips in Boston because they're going to make them uh, illegal. And they said, "What's your favorite nip, Doctor McGillicuddy?" And uh, or Smirnoff. And Chris Curtis said, "Mina Kimes." And she is an ESPN uh, reporter who is Asian. And so he said, "Use the term nip and Asian woman." There you go. In trouble. The Kirk Minahan show uh, in Cullinane, Kirk, and uh, those guys. Of course, then got the audio, sent it around the world, and and now Curtis had to apologize and is getting suspended. I am kind of surprised they didn't fire him. It still could happen. And so that's where we are now. And so we're going to talk up to Doug Palmieri just a little bit about this and just how things are now in radio when you say something. I don't, I don't think that he's a racist, Curtis. I have no reason to believe that he is. Um, I don't even know that he's sexist. I don't. I just simply don't know how that happened. That he said that word and then said mentioned her. It is the perfect storm. It's a perfect way to just explode your career. But I do think that they that the excuse they used today, and uh, there was an apology for it, is um, laughable. I I think that this idea that the, that this thing was uh, <laughs> that he meant. Myla, um, uh, Myla Kunis is Myla Kunis. Is it Myla Kunis? Is um just not believable. But anyway, let's listen. This is the the offensive thing. So. Begs the question: Top five nips. 
Uh, oh, yes. That's a great one. Because mm. uh, uh, Dr. Uh, McGillicuddy's, up- I think, is number one uh, or two. Screwball say, also up uh, there. I'd probably go Mina Kimes. And uh, Fireball. Fireball. Mina Kimes. There you go. And the damage was done at that point. And then today is the uh, apology, which, I mean, it was a long apology. There's no doubt about that. But I don't know uh, that it was, it, I don't know that it was a great apology in the sense that I don't see exactly, I don't see exactly um, how it's supposed to be really believed. Um, <laughs> I don't see exactly how it's supposed to be believed that he was trying to talk about my look. Cunis. But there was an apology today, and so that's what people are talking about. Now, you, I understand that he has to apologize, but it just seems so, so weak. And I mean, who would believe, who would believe that this is really about Mila Cunis? There's nothing. It just doesn't make any sense. It's, it's, it's not. She's not known for breasts or nipples or anything. So it just doesn't make any sense. Let me see if I can find this. The apology. I had the apology earlier, but I mean, it's something. It's something to say, I guess. But it's just not believable in uh, at all. But, Way it out of bounds okay. with a tenth so of. This is not it. This is the March Madness. Anyway, he apologized. Forget it. I can't. I can't find a thing. But Howie talked about it today. Howie Carr talked about that today. Who used to work for um, that company? As a matter of fact, he was on with Grace Curley today. Types of issues, not because he's caused any of these problems, but he's he's been around people who have. Howie, uh, what's your reaction to this? Well, I think the the good news for people, at, uh, the bad news for people at WEI is uh, stand by. You're going to have an exciting future in the hospitality industry, probably sooner rather than later. The ouch. That's the bad news. The good news is you're not going to have to go through what I went through, which is diversity university. You don't think they're going to have a class on this after this whole uh, debacle? I don't think they have the money left. The stock is trading at ten cents. Actually, I was class of '05. No, I didn't do anything. Like you said, it was I was in the Metco Gorilla class, as they said. Uh-oh. And uh, then this guy Curtis, he was in the 2018 class uh, at uh, Weei Diversity University. But they don't have enough money to do it now, so they're just going to let it slide. Just kind of like the stock price. Howie, just getting Ouch. back to this for a second though, because we talked about it this morning. He said, and I, I'm not trying to pile on. You know, he's been suspended for the week. Uh, it's all over. You know, go ahead, pile on. It's We're all, all having a good time. It's all over the news. Uh, but he says, I, but for reasons I don't understand, I said Mina Kimes. That was never the intention for me to say her name. It had nothing to do with the subject matter, and it dragged her into a controversy through no fault of her own. You had the same question I did. Does Mila Kunis get an apology? Because apparently she was no, the she, original you, target of the joke. No, Mina got uh, I think three or four apologies, and um, nobody mentioned uh, me. She didn't. He didn't mention Mila at all, and, and none of it made any sense. That, that's either. the thing. None of it made any sense. And then the other thing was he made a mistake, but yet if he made a mistake, why did he look over at that other moron that he was sitting next to? And, <laughs> and, uh, this is all day. I'm not going to do this with you. Um, but so there you go. And once again, it it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. 
Um, it was, uh, it was this, I was all with Tony Maz. I don't think Tony Maz said anything bad a couple of, uh, weeks ago, uh, and he shouldn't have apologized, but yeah, Curtis should apologize for this. This is just tough. Okay. I want to get to my interview with Doug Palmieri. Uh, Doug is a guy I used to work with at 96.9 Boston Talks. That was in the, the FM talk station when I was on the Michael Graham show. Doug was the production guy back then. So everybody would go in and hang with him and just shoot the breeze. That's what happens with production with production guys generally. They're good to uh, have confessionals with and just and kvetch and all that stuff. So here is my friend Doug Palmieri. All right, he is Doug Palmieri. He is a program director. Are you a program director or a brand market manager, Doug? They keep changing all the names. <laughs> no, I'm program director. I, I, they don't promote me. They just sort of like someone leaves. <laughs> And they're like, you're doing this now, too. And I'm like, all right, whatever. So, but yeah, program director for me. And you're with uh, iHeart. I am with iHeartRadio. Okay, yeah. good. So you're safe. And actually, this what we're going to talk about right now is my company, Odyssey. But um, but the, the way things are in radio, in AM, and in, in just things right now in 2023, there's been no like dictate out like to not talk about this situation, whatever. It's just... So many people, I think, in, in the business are looking for lifeboats that there's no time to, like, give a damn about stuff. But I want to talk – yeah. run this audio. This is Chris Curtis at WEI this, is, this week. I've met Curtis. He's a nice enough guy um, and, and, and he pretty pretty good producer. And they're, they're talking in the, in the morning show, the Greg Hill morning show, about nips. What kind of nips you like to drink because – they're going to ban nips in Boston. It's actually happening all over the Northeast. I'm sure it's happening in Rhode Island, too. And actually, I'm not even totally against it because I find these things everywhere, and they're not my own, yeah. they're all over my property. So people are, like, driving down the yeah, road. Yeah, your my property, too. There's, like, a I have there's the four Smirnoff bottles. Yes. Like, every two days at the yeah. end of a driveway that's on my property, and it's just someone who wants to be drunk before they get home to their wife. Yes, and I can't believe it, but like, these people like just drink and drive like in the morning commute and the night commute. And I used to think there were people walking. No, but it's people driving, and they just launch them out the window. <laughs> I know it's not funny, but it, and I'm always behind a guy who gets two quarts of beer and five nips uh, at the liquor store, it seems. Uh, so nips are popular with a segment, but I'm, I'm yeah. not a fan either. Yeah, they are. It's also, I think, a lot of people, when they're trying to moderate their drinking, will get a set amount of stuff. Every time, <laughs> not speaking from experience whatsoever, Doug. Doug, whatsoever. <laughs> well, let's go to this uh, this audio from the earlier this week. Begs the question: top five nips. Uh, oh yes, that's a great one. Because mm. uh, oh, let's just start right there, Doug. It's not a great one, okay? It, yes, it's not a it's not a great uh, you know a peninsula of programming uh, content. It's fine. I just am, I'm right. so I am so surrounded, but not in my not an Odyssey, of course, because we don't have anything subpar. But I'm so sick of suck radio. <laughs> There's a lot of it, yeah, yeah, for sure. There's more and more all the time. Miguel <laughs> I think is number one uh, or two. Screwball also up there. Uh, I'd probably go Mina Kimes and um, Fireball. Fireball. Like Fireball. I'm not taking a tequila. You're right about the McGillicuddy, though. Okay, so so they all pretend not to have heard when he just brought right. up an Asian woman, um, as as when he's saying his favorite nips. Um, so yeah, so one I, I it's astounding to me that you could so surgically pull the suicide vest on your career so 
perfect. That was nothing but net. That is absolute, <laughs> absolute perfection. There's no better way than to get yourself processed out of human resources and have it return yeah. your key fob than that. Yeah, I, I don't know. You know, it's one of those things. I think we've been doing radio. I've been doing this now for 30 years. Um, you've been doing it for a long time. I came in when shock radio was sort of the popular, yeah. uh, you know, thing on rock radio stations, which is where I worked. I didn't work for many stations that had those guys doing mornings, but uh, I listened to a lot of it. And you got away with murder in the 90s. Mm-hmm. A lot of these guys are still around. I don't think they've adjusted well to to the realities we live in now. Um, everything's recorded. Everything's a podcast. Everything that we do is findable. You have to be aware of what you're saying all the time. And, and, and it was, I think what your, your point with the, the topic itself was like, we got nothing to talk about. So we're going right. to just, you know, do this. There was no, I don't think particular value in the, in the bit, which is unfortunate if it's the one, one that launches your time on the beach. <laughs> you know what I mean, like it wasn't even, wow, this is a great topic that we just got like carried away with talking about, you know, sports teams or politicians or whatever it might be. Um, yeah, it, it was nothing but net. And I think it's difficult, too, because the woman who they were talking about is on ESPN. This is a sports station, which makes it tough for you to, to sell the fact that you uh, didn't know who you were talking about or right. it was a mistake. Um, and I know that the backpedal has been we met Mila Kunis. And we were talking about her nipples, right? Right. And, and Doug, not not so much better. No. <laughs> and the company backed him up on that, and I thought that's incredible. Yeah. It's, it might be. A, it's a, is that a new strategy where you bust down the charge from the felony of racism down to sexism? But right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I think that's. And again, I don't know what the guy was thinking. I I don't know him at all. And, yeah. and I'd like to think that. I would love to give him the benefit of the doubt that he was just doing rock radio morning show nonsense where you talk about women's bodies like that, um, you know, locker room nonsense. And and he wasn't being racist with the, with the comment. And I I was talking to someone about it today. I don't know how old, how old is this guy. He's probably around 40. All right. So he's 10 years younger than I am. You and I grew up at a time, I think, I mean, you're younger than I am, too, but where where. World War II movies were pretty much what you watched. Every yep. movie about war was a World War II movie, and, and that particular term was not thrown around um, infrequently in those particular movies. I mean, sure. they even you know used it uh, as the vernacular during that time when they were making these sort of uh, rah-rah USA movies. And then, um, you know, you saw it in The Karate Kid. There was a, a yes, scene where yes. the... People talk. So, so you know, it's been a term we've always known has been sort of derogatory. I, I haven't heard it used in in the last 20 years by anybody. It's like no. since we lost the greatest generation, it's sort of lost its popularity in, in you know, what people would use as a even a, an ethnic slur, really. Um, and that's kind of why I think I was like, you know, this guy's he's not that old. Maybe he really was thinking, you know, nipple and and. I don't know that it matters because it's still a dopey thing to say. Yeah, but Doug, but what do you think? What are your thoughts? My thoughts are, are this one: if it were, if for me and I were in there and we were doing a and we were talking about nips, I would have in my mind 
gone so far away from anything Asian when, yeah. when we talked about that. When I was at the Herald, we had a we did it. We had somebody made a cartoon. Our cartoonist wrote a cartoon that showed Barack Obama who's stealing somebody's toothpaste, and the toothpaste flavor was watermelon toothpaste. Right now, it I if that was like me, and I was going to write a, a cartoon with Obama stealing toothpaste, watermelon would not be a choice that I would ever settle on. In, in some other flavors, I would not be settling. Like my mind is set to assume I'm about to get a headshot, just career. And also, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I mean, things like that were meant to be. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Racist. I mean, you know, there, there's a, there's an intent with people often when, when they do this. It's to be provocative, but it's also knowing uh, well that it's going to go over like a lead balloon with a certain community. And I know that there's a sort of badge of honor with you know, some segments of saying, whatever, I'm not woke. I don't care. I'm going to say whatever I want to say. It's free speech and all that, which it is. Uh, But we know that doesn't carry over to employment. (laughs) We know that very well. (laughs) You know, the government can't stop you, but boy, can your boss, you know? Yes. Yeah. yeah, I think that that to not be hyper aware, especially in the climate with everything that we've seen, um, it seems incredibly stupid if if nothing else, you know, like you've got to be aware. And, but also, it doesn't make Myla Kunis doesn't make any sense to, to say that she's not known. She's not Kate no. Upton. She's not Kate Upton, which is you know very breast centric. She's not Dolly Parton. If you're going right. to what I'm saying is breasts or even like nipples. Okay, what Janet Jackson? I'd go probably Jennifer Aniston because of the Friends years. There was a lot of uh, air conditioning in the studios where really? they shot Friends, I believe. That was sort of the, the you know, a thing. Okay. But yeah, again, I, I don't think I would I would have gone there. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's funny. And I think they also try to get away with a little bit more because they have, a, you know, the female on the show. Yeah. The woman co-host is the one who's sort of approaching the topic. I think that they were enjoying the term nips and the double entendre that you can get out of that, uh, maybe. But, but yeah, you can't get ethnic. You just can't. And I do agree with you. Like, Mila is not where I would jump to if that was what I was going for. No, no. And, you know, and you and I found, working together, that the days, and actually maybe you deal with this now, but the days of program directors, you know, being a firewall, protecting talent, that is absolutely over. Absolutely over. And you and I were dealing with this 15 years ago with Jay Severin when he got in trouble about diseases yeah. coming through the southern border and stuff like that. 
and you know, and the calls we were getting, I mean, they didn't even know where to call these protesters. There was all, all the calls were out of New York City. They were coming from uh, from people who, who who called the on air line to to complain to management. Right. But right. enough of them got through to to the brass. Now the the our program director at that time is its own story, but enough of them got through to the brass that people don't know in sales and marketing. A lot of times they don't know what to do when you've got angry people yelling and threatening to leave the station. I mean, yeah, I mean, the, the reality is that we all exist to generate revenue for the radio stations we work for. If something we do or say inhibits that ability, you become a liability. And it's just like you get rid of a, a piece of equipment that didn't work. Um, the reason we do what we do is, you know, we like to make it probably a little bit more to enlighten and entertain and share our points yeah. of view with like-minded people and blah, blah, blah. And that's all great. But at the bottom uh, line is is we are there to make sure that that they're making more than it costs them to employ us. <laughs> and if they're not, there's no reason to employ us. And right. that's business, right? That's the way it is. And I've always felt that that was reasonable. And, and you know, I understand that. That's working in any industry. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got to you've got to. Uh, do what's right for the company. And if the company loses money, they're going to get rid of you. I know they didn't get rid of Jay in that particular instance. There was a certain, um, you know, firewall, I think, of listenership at that particular radio station, too, that was in agreement with Jay. The people who disagreed weren't listening (laughs) to the radio station anyway. Yeah, Um, yeah, but this is is a tough one, I think. And I'm a program director. You're right. I I had a, a morning guy. And for years and years, you know, uh, 30 years ago when they started their morning show, they had a sort of a Yoko Ono character that they would do. And it was it was ethnically insensitive. At the mm-hmm. time, you wouldn't have even thought of it because no one liked Yoko Ono. But it was very much like a 1940s version of a Japanese, you know, caricature. Uh, and at a certain point, I said, guys, you know, unless you're going to apply that to exclusively like Kim Jong-un, <laughs> uh, it's probably time to wrap it up. It's just the, the sensibility is not there anymore. I think of things I laughed at 20 years ago that when I hear it now or I watch a movie or a TV show, I, I truly don't think it's funny anymore. You know, there's a, a certain growth or, or experience that, you know, I, I've gone through where I don't think certain jokes are funny because, you know, I know they're hurtful and I know people now maybe in a group that it's hurtful towards or whatever that I didn't know when I was 17 years old. Um, yeah, I think you just got to use your head. There's a, there's a major market morning show, you know, that. Right. That, and I also. They, think, they, yeah, you're right. You're right. I think, Doug, also, if you look at the days with Howard Stern, yes, he was highly offensive, but. That was the product and they were billing huge. You know, but that was the product, and he was wretched about other people and wretched about himself, and that was the the whole thing was, and also the show was all about laughs. So it's not like we're right. in, in, and I loved Jay, but Jay's show wasn't all laughs. It was fire. No, not at that point. It wasn't. No, it, was, it was fire brimstone. And, yeah, yeah. And, and so it's not as if I think the, the, the just the tone of this stuff makes it. Uh, Harder to do, but he gave a three minute uh, three minute apology today, Curtis, and he's gone for a week. I'm I'm pleased that they didn't fire him. Um, it's just I would just like to see the trend of everybody getting him instantly canceled. Just yeah. Dissipate. Well, I think I think that regardless of anything, whether you buy his excuse or not, and I and I'm even 
again, I, I'll say it again, prone to accept that he was thinking nipples because of the, you know, that that's sort of the, that's on brand, I think, for that particular show. Um, it's more sexual than it is sort of mean-spirited about ethnicities and that kind of thing. Um, but, you know, sometimes you say something going for a laugh. And, you know, I, I think about the conversations you might have with friends of yours that mm-hmm. you've known your whole life. And sometimes you are almost one-upping each other with the most horrible thing you can say. Yes. It's not something you believe. It's just like sometimes it's almost mocking people who believe that kind of stuff. Um, or it's going back to a time where you just gave each other a hard time. And I think when you're on a morning show, maybe with a group of other people, it's easy to sort of lose yourself in the conversation and not even think about what you're saying and, and that he really is sorry and, and did not mean offense. Um, yeah. That's not always a good enough excuse, but you know, if there's not real intent, I think it's tough sometimes, you know, to, to, for a guy's livelihood. Do you think that hosts should apologize even if they're not sorry and they don't think they did something wrong? No, I, I think that you, you you shouldn't be in a position that you have to apologize, but you need to be willing to leave. You know, that right. you do, you work for a, a company that has the right to fire you if they don't approve of something you said. And I know, uh, you know, we were talking about Twitter before we went on a little bit and, you know, the whole free speech aspect of that. It's like, that's not how free speech works. Free speech has nothing to do with the private sector. It really doesn't. It, it you know, what, what you say has ramifications financially sometimes or, yes. or uh, you know, in terms of your employment, the government can't come and put you in jail for it. <laughs> That's the First Amendment, you know. Yes. So I think that it's tough. Um, I, I don't think. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't think I think you get in more trouble if you apologize and it's insincere because you say things like, uh, I'm sorry if I offended you. Uh, I'm not sorry for what I said, but if you were offended, yeah, you dope. I'm sorry, you know. Right, a half-assed apology is sometimes worse. (laughs) Yeah, it is interesting. It is interesting. There is a there is a whole uh, class of radio hosts, and I consider myself part of it, part of it right now, who say that like I would never apologize if I say something about trans people and and they want to cancel me. F that, I'm not apologizing, etc. And I then I stand by that that I wouldn't apologize for a bunch of things that I actually mean. Then again. I'm making like host minimum wage. If I was making <laughs> 500 grand like they are at the sport at the sports hub, yeah, I yeah. might not be as tough a guy. You know, if they were going to take away my 500 grand a year, I might, uh, I might say, you know what, it's worth it eating some bleep for a little bit here. Yeah, and I think too. I mean, and I know Tom. You know, you and I don't always agree on on things, but but the one thing I think we both are is decent. Mm-hmm. And w- while you know, you might have certain points of view, like just, again, for sake of argument about the trans community yeah. or the the, the, the the trans activists and those kind of things. I do think sometimes you say something based on uh, a knowledge base you have and a feeling that you have at mm-hmm. the time. Like I get frustrated with things I see. I get I get frustrated and I'm a liberal guy. I don't like cancel culture. I think that's the antithesis of liberality. I don't, I don't yep. think that is what liberalism is. But uh, but. Sometimes I say something and and then I have a conversation with someone I disagree mm-hmm. with who makes a damn good point. Yeah, and yeah. I go, wow, you know what? I didn't realize how hurtful that might have been. Mm-hmm. And I, you're right. I shouldn't say that. I should phrase it a different way or I should, uh, you know, look at it from a, a, a different angle. Yes. Um, 
because we all have our opinions based on our knowledge base, right. you know. And I think part of that is just decency as well. If if somebody is, you know, got the the short purple hair and the nose rings and says, "You better not misgender me." Well, I'm thinking f you. But if somebody <laughs> says, "I'm transgender. I used to be, you know, Stacy, and now I'm uh, Rick, and I'd like you to call me he and Rick from now on," I'll be like, "Of course, it's a decent thing to do." I just only like being told, right. and that's, that's yeah. And I don't, I don't want to, or or. I don't want people the assumption to be I just know and and I'm being right. rude for the for the sake of it, you know, and and it is. I mean, everything. Listen, we've seen uh, we've known each other now for 15 years and uh, maybe a little more. And, you know, I'm 52. I've seen sort of cycles, uh, mm-hmm. probably four or five where everything goes too far one way or the <laughs> other. Yes. And, 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 and there is a certain amount of reasonable dislike of certain behavior and then there's unreasonable villainization of that behavior and i think that it, you know both sides we tend to, to to get a little bit extreme uh at a certain point yeah. and then everyone kind of gets sick and tired of it um and it kind of swings back a little bit to less uh right freak out. and now everybody you know, can I think join Everybody can join their mob and join with social media. Everybody can join their team and be in play along the tribal stuff. Well, yeah, you think about like what people said about rock music, you know, uh, 50 years ago and, and, you know, what they said about the satanic stuff and all the heavy metal. And and it was really I mean, you were judged if you had a Black Sabbath T-shirt on, if you, you know, there was an expectation that you had a certain moral fiber and it, yeah. it's a ridiculous thing. And now you look, you, there's guys in there minivans with their kids and they're listening to black Sabbath yes. and Ozzy had a, you know, a, a reality <laughs> show on VH1. And it, you know, it, it, it's, it's sometimes just like, uh, we're, we're a little extreme about how we react to things. Um, but I think really in reality, we're all pretty much, most people are not too far from each other at things. Like yeah. if your friend said, I, I, I'm gay or I'm trans, you would accept that and, be fine with it. I don't think you're someone that would say, no, I don't, I don't count you as a person and you cannot be what you believe you are. And, but yeah, it's how everyone interacts, I think is important. Yeah. You know? All right. He is Doug Palmieri. Go, uh, if you're in Providence, turn on the iHeart stations, especially if you have a people meter and, uh, unless there's Odyssey <laughs> stations in which case. I didn't hear that. I didn't hear that. <laughs> <laughs> Doug, I appreciate it, my friend. Take care. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Tom. All right, that was Doug Palmieri. Check out his stations if you'd like to. Now, it is time for the Chelsea Fire Wicked uh, uh, Hotline. No, Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce Hotline. Chelsea Fire Wicked uh, Hot Sauce is what I use. I just bought some from Market Basket today. I've got to reach out to um, John down there and get some more sent up here. And There's some new flavors coming out as well. So we've just got a couple of messages here. Uh, I'll just play one. How about that? Or you want me to play two? Two of them are Justin. So here you go. Here's Justin. Uh, Hitler was an evil man who killed several, several Jews. Okay, Tom, I'm ready for your counterpoint. Uh, I think that he killed uh, millions, as a matter of fact. And yes, he was an evil monster who... who The entire story of the, the Holocaust is a nightmarish, horrific part of our history. I uh, I am glad that uh, Hitler's demise uh, came a few years after uh, into the war. I wish it had happened earlier, and he was a jerk. It's a, sh- it's a shame that kids will never know the joy of going to a movie rental place, much like I did as a kid. Probably you too, Tom. 
course you know, I did. Blockbusters, that was everything. And look in that pile of the recently returned stuff to see if maybe somebody had returned a movie that because the there were no Blockbuster empty cartridges behind the other ones. Of course, that was everything. Everything, I tell you. So uh, I'm sorry that this is a shorter show than usual, but... Albie's not here. I don't know how to use the equipment without her. And I, it's just been really this one topic today that I've been into. Um, there are other things that on WTIC that I talked about, but uh, anyway, we'll have a bigger and fresher show Sunday. Patreon uh, users and fans, we appreciate your support, and we will make it up to you. Thank you so much, everybody. Have a great few days. I will see you later. C'est la vie. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.